This is The Art of the Hookup, your straightforward guide to a successful sex life. I'm Georgie Wolf, an Aussie escort and total hookup enthusiast. Welcome to episode 3. This one is all about the ins and outs of safer sex, why we do it, why we don't, and whether taking the risk and skipping the raincoat is actually worth it. We're joined in this podcast by Sam Jones, a sex educator who runs the website MissSmutButtons.com. Before we get started, just a reminder that this podcast is adults only. And with that said, let's get into it. Hi, this is Georgie here. I'm a Melbourne writer and independent escort from Melbourne, Australia. My mission is to talk honestly about all the stuff you need to know to have a great hookup. And by that, I mean finding the people that are right for you, negotiating amazing sex and walking away feeling good about yourself. This episode is all about safer sex, all the stuff we do to help protect ourselves and our partners from sexually transmitted infections, otherwise known as STIs. Look, not everyone loves condoms, and I want to get stuck into the pros and cons of doing safer sex and the stuff you need to know to manage the risks. Over the next 45 minutes, I'll be chatting with Sam Jones. She's an awesome sex educator, smart, smutty, and has tons to say about safer sex. Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, what an impressive introduction. <laughs> <laughs> You've got extra adjectives. That oh, I, I love you know, adjectives. You've got more adjectives than I normally use. Got to right? catch them all. <laughs> Unlike STIs. <laughs> right. <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah. So I run a kind of sex comedy, sex edutainment website called smartbuttons.com. Uh, and when I'm not doing that, I work in women's health. Um, and I generally just sort of smut around town and find sexy opportunities to get paid for things, uh, which sometimes includes porn, uh, masturbating on camera, um, running adult magazines, all sorts of odds and ends. Good stuff. And how long have you been smutting around town for? Oh, probably close to, God, like 15 years now. Yeah, it's, wow, I've been really around a bit. Yeah, really proud of myself. Yeah, I've been getting around. I've uh, seen things. Um, Yeah, so yeah, close to 15 (laughs) years now. I love how you say that because when I say I've seen things, it's in a really creepy voice that usually scares people. Like, I've seen things that would make your hair turn white. And they're like, oh, fuck, don't tell me. I'm out. I'm out. But we're not talking about scary stuff today. We're actually talking about safer sex. Um, And it might be a good idea now to sort of just drop in a bit of a definition. Um, Basically, safer sex is anything we do to help reduce the risk of sexually transmitted infections. How did you get interested in the whole safer sex thing? I spent my formative years sleeping with women um, and later um, realized that I was actually bisexual started sleeping with a man. Yeah, I know, right? High five for me. And it was only when I started sleeping with men that I kind of went, oh, I should, you know, use condoms and be safe. And then I was probably 27 or 28 before I went, oh, I meant to have safe sex with girls Everyone. (gasps) What? This is weird because like when you do sex ed in high school, right? Yeah. Especially because I'm a little advanced in age when I did it in high school. It was like, here's how we put a condom on a banana. Mm -hmm. No one told me about what to do when you're going down on a chick. No one brought that shit up. Yeah. It's not like they're like, here's a peach and a piece of glad wrap. Now lick it. Right? It's never taught. And yet there's so many, there's so many things that we're not 
aware of um, and so many things that can actually be quite dangerous. But Or just unpleasant. Yeah. But know, it's also missing. Yeah, it's also amazing how many things you can actually do to make safe sex really pleasurable. And I think it's really a, a huge shame that that's not taught because we tend to associate, oh, condoms, safety, whoa, everyone loves safety. But it's like... It's not very sexy. Exactly. Like safe doesn't sound sexy. No, it's not hot. But like, you know... The itch from chlamydia is, and yet we talk a lot about that. <laughs> not in a sexy way. Yeah, not in a sexy way, <laughs> funnily enough. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm really interested to pick up this conversation because, um, yeah, like I sort of come from the kink scene where they're really full on about safer sex. Yeah. But from like, um, you know, sliding around town mm. on dating apps and talking to my younger friends, um, I know that a lot of people don't like condoms and yeah. not just guys, um, but I know that some chicks don't like condoms for hetero stuff. Yep. And then when it comes to the like the other stuff, like the queer stuff or the heteroflexible yeah. stuff, like a lot of us just don't fucking know at all no. what we're supposed to be doing. And like even, um, you know, in the – I go to a lot of um, group sex events and whatnot. And, yeah, I know, right? Double <laughs> high five for me. <laughs> and I find it really interesting how few people give protected oral. And I've absolutely been guilty of that because you kind of go, oh, you know, it's not as much of a risk. But it's actually um, quite interesting in clinical studies now we're finding that a lot of men are now suffering from throat cancer because <gasps> they've contracted HPV orally. Which is the thing that gives you genital warts exactly. normally. And you yep. can get a vaccine for that if you're exactly. a chick. And so a lot of women aren't getting it because they've had the Gardasil vaccine, whereas a lot of men are getting it because we never thought to vaccinate men. Whoa, I hadn't even heard that. Yeah. I was thinking you were about to talk about like chlamydia or gonorrhea, which 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 you can catch in your throat too. Yeah. But a lot of people don't know this. And I also, I'm sorry, because we've just gone straight to the worst case scenario (laughs) stuff. And it's like, I don't know, like I feel like a lot of sex ed is is just people going, well, you better do this or you're going to get something awful and regret mm. it for the rest of your life. And, like, maybe that's part of it. But also oh, yeah. just, like, that it's maybe not as hard as we think. Or Yeah, I mean, for a start, like, it's it, having safe sex isn't as difficult or as daunting or even as hard to bring up as I think we were taught in school. But also I think the other important thing, and I noticed this very much working in health, is that when you, if you do contract an STI, that's not the end of the world. And it doesn't mean that you are a bad person. It doesn't mean that you don't deserve to have sex. It doesn't mean that it's not treatable. Like we do tend to talk in worst case scenarios because those are the things that we see and that we're like, oh God, you know, there's treatment resistant gonorrhea now and it's a super bug. And we're like, oh God, the world is ending. Yeah, yeah. But realistically for most people, if you do contract something, it's okay. Like it doesn't make you a bad person and you can treat it. It's just about being aware of what you've been potentially exposed and to. And getting tested and so getting you tested. can treat it. Exactly. I kind of feel like there's this thing, like if we don't make all STIs out to be really awful, that people will go, oh, it's fine. Yeah. Um, or, or like that when we do make STIs out to be really awful, that people feel really ashamed for having sex at all. Exactly. Um, or for choosing to maybe have do safer sex stuff that isn't as rigorous as some people. I find it's very similar with contraception as well. Like there are a lot of um, women particularly who say, oh, I'm not using any form of contraception because I just don't like how any of them feel. And as someone who, you know, works in women's health, I'm like, but do you know the risks? Like, do you know how likely you are to get, to get pregnant? pregnant? Like, and how easily that happens. Yeah. But ultimately that's not my decision to make. Like they have to decide. Exactly. And that's something that I have to assume that they've made um, from an informed place. And it is kind of valid. Like a lot of female contraceptives mess with your body and yeah. are really unpleasant. Um, and, you know, like even when I was younger, so um, 
you know, when I used to take guys home and then yeah. some of them would say, oh, I just I can't get hard with a condom on. Yeah. And that would be the, their way of trying to pressure me into having, yeah. when I say trying succeeding, because often I did give in because yeah. I wasn't very good at boundaries. No, no one teaches us how to set sex. Them. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like sometimes I'm not saying it's, uh, oh, I'm going to get myself into trouble. I'm not saying it's it's valid to have unsafe sex, but like people make decisions for a reason, mm. and sometimes it, things do feel different. Yeah. Uh, with a condom on, maybe if you've just come out of a relationship and you're used to doing that stuff without condoms, yeah, maybe having one on is going to feel different. And I'm really interested in the ways that we can manage that, as opposed to just throwing our hands up and going, yeah. oh well, I guess you better just have unsafe sex then. Yeah, and I think there is very much this idea, um, particularly at the moment where you know. There's a lot of discussion about um, enabling women to be more assertive and to set stronger boundaries, which I think is fantastic. But there is this sense of um, if a man says to you, oh, I don't really like I can't get an erection with a condom on. There's this sense of, oh, he's trying to trick you. He's a monster. You know, if he's not going to use a condom, tell him to get the fuck out. But for a lot of guys, it is a legitimate it's concern. Actually a problem. Yeah. And mm. so I think it's really important that we not just say, yeah, it's important to wear a condom, but also here's how you can have fun with it. Here's how you can incorporate it in a way that's sexy and hot and feels great for both of you. Right. If it's not working for you, here's some ways that you could try and get it to work. Exactly. Yeah. And what's your number one tip? Like if a if a bloke in particular says, yeah, like if I wear a condom, it's just not, it's not really happening for me. Yeah, so I, I've had um, partners in the past who have felt that way. And look, when it's a possibility, I will look into what we can do um, in terms of like, you know, can we both get tested and can we just have sex without a condom in a way that's safe and manageable and we're both aware of the risks. Relationship-wise. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But when it's, you know, casual one-night stand, I sort of go, look, we can do as much as we can without a condom. Um, and, you know, if you're really into it and you're really hard and you're really enjoying things, I can, um, you know, do some things to try and make the condom more pleasurable. But if you lose your erection, that's okay too. We don't have to have penetrative It's not a disaster. Sex. Exactly. Yeah. We can still enjoy each other in a litany of different ways. And, you know, if you want to keep seeing me, I'm sure we can work on it together and, like, try and get to a point where it does work for you. This goes right into that category of, like, um, picking up guys who can't get hard when they're nervous or mm. who don't come with new partners because yeah. they're nervous and that you can't force someone through that. Like, no. and, and you shouldn't. Like, hey, if someone doesn't come or doesn't get hard, it's not a disaster. And exactly. Sex is like a disaster. And I think a lot of that comes down to, like, this idea of sex. The purpose of sex is always for a man to have an orgasm. And it's sort of like... You know, which is obviously why lesbian sex lasts so long because we're just waiting right. for a man to walk in and orgasm yeah. everywhere. So, so that it can finish. God, yeah. <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm so tired. My, but my no man sore. has orgasmed yet. So we don't know what to do. <laughs> there's a little um, there's a little meme circulating on the internet. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's a little graph that shows like the um, the timeline for heterosex, which is yeah. like, you know, time and pleasure. And it goes up and up and up and reaches a peak and then it guy comes and it finishes and then the the timeline for lesbian sex is like this sort of like ball of string it's like yeah. meandering all over the place and then and then there's a little bit where they stop and it's like stopped for takeaway and yeah. then it's meandering around and then it's like disturbed by cat and then and then there's a bit where it goes oh we thought we'd stopped but we hadn't really yeah. so then we kept going and it, like it's it's, it's so awesome. relatable yeah this is what happens when you take away this idea that we have to work to a timeline or a exactly. particular order suddenly yep. you can actually do what you want to do and yeah. what you find is that you might spend six hours lying in bed messing around yeah and that's yeah what I actually kind of enjoy about like being with guys who are like oh I can't use a condom or whatever is kind of going okay well do you still want to fool around because I've got a lot oh, of ideas yeah. like I've got a list here I've got some toys do you have a list? 
oh, I have a list of things that I like doing where I'm just like, okay, so I'm going to get you to touch me here and you be the pirate with the leg and I'll be the goat with the limp and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> and yes. it's like the idea that, you know, an entire sexual menu can be thrown off because a condom comes into the mix is just kind of absurd. It's totally. Like, there there's so many so other many, things. Yeah, there's so many things. But when you look at it through that like um, really like straight people lens of like penis goes in vagina, penis throws up on itself, sex is over. And you're like, oh, well, I guess, yeah, that would kind of ruin that. If that's what you're going for. If that's what you're going for. But if you're going for, like, awesome roleplay sex where you're a pirate and your partner's a one-legged goat. Yeah, yeah. It's a very talented goat. It can do so much with that one leg. That is just amazing. (laughs) That is a roleplay I have not done. I'll put it on my list. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Spread the goat love. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So I've just realized that, in fact, I haven't referred to my questions at all no. because <laughs> this is what we do when we hang out. We just yep. we just talk without stopping. Yeah. <laughs> and it's totally fine. So this might be a personal question. Like, what are your rules around safer sex right now for partners and hookups and long-term yeah. partners and that sort of stuff? Cool. So like I, so at the moment, I'm in a long-term relationship with my partner who is identifies as a man. And um, we should add that you are polyamorous. Yes. yes. So we're, means... we're in an open relationship as opposed to a poly relationship. So um, we are free to fuck whoever we like if they consent to it. Um, and that's totally fine. Um, but, you know, the our rules within our relationship are um, that it has to be safe sex um, because obviously the last thing I want is to wake up with chlamydia and be like, but I didn't even get laid. What the fuck is Sorry, this? Sorry, darling. Yeah. <laughs> Would right? you like chlamydia with your breakfast in bed? I um, feel like people who have open relationships probably we're, we're forced to have much more detailed conversations about our safer sex standards because absolutely regular couples and particularly hetero couples yep. maybe just sort of like see how it pans out but when you're fucking other people your partner needs to know how you're fucking them exactly because it's a safety risk for them yeah and like this is the thing is um my partner and i have you know it's very easy to assume you know i i said safe sex all the way and he was like yeah of course like but duh but what is that but what is that and so we ended up in um a couple of interesting situations so you know i mentioned to him that uncovered oral can lead to throat cancer um and he was like oh well i don't really give men head and i was like yes but if you're going down on a woman who hasn't had the gardasil vaccine you can get hpv you can get hpv and get throat warts and yeah, cancer together exactly um, and, you know, we're in that interesting um, age group where the majority of women in my age group have had Gardasil, but there is still a substantial number that didn't get it. Um, and so it is a legitimate risk. Thing. We don't often think about oral. Like it's no. usually safer sex. It's all about do you have a condom on? Exactly. Um, but really the stuff that is stopped by condoms for PIV, like yep. penis in vagina, like half that shit you can also get from oral. Exactly. But I, I think a lot of us don't actually realise how common no. that is. I, I have a mate who um, who did actually get um, chlamydia in the face um, and it was a real eye-opener. Yeah. Yeah. Literally or figuratively? In, in the mouth. In the mouth. his eyes like opened wide by the chlamydia. <laughs> Whack, right yeah. in the face. No, as in he went on down on someone and yeah. then he got chlamydia and he was quite startled. He just didn't know no. that you could get it from going down because we've always yeah. just been taught it's about the dick. Yeah, exactly. Right? Cover the dick and nothing will stick. And it's fine. So yeah. particularly if you're if you're a woman who has sex with women or a person with a pussy who has sex with people that yeah. have pussies, right? Um, yeah, like it could just be this big black hole of I didn't know. Yeah. And, you know, you look at, in again, like that sex education that we were given and so much of it was just the dick. And it's like, you know, whether it was they didn't want to talk to students about 
putting other people's genitals in their mouths or not. Or, or you know, whether... people might catch on to the fact that they're into the ladies, which I would have. Yeah. If they'd started talking right. about cunnilingus yeah. and going down on ladies halfway through, I'd have gone, oh, that sounds intriguing. <laughs> this is giving me ideas. So maybe there's a reason they don't bring it up. Right? Yeah, it's, it's that's the real gay agenda is <laughs> sex education leads to gayness. Can't be too careful. Um, but no, and it's, it's interesting because the other thing that came up with my partner and I in our conversations was, um, you know, I I now know the correct way to use a condom um, and how it is actually quite elaborate. Um, but and that's why it has such a low. Um, so with contraception, there's mm-hmm. the typical use and perfect use. Right. And a lot of contraception with perfect use is really good. But we don't use things perfectly. Can you describe? Not. I would love to know. Like, yeah. what does a what does not perfect condom use look like compared to perfect? So not perfect condom use um, is what the majority of us do, uh, which is, um, okay, so let me paint a picture. All right. So you are a handsome fellow. I am. And I love your mustache. It gives me feelings. Thank you. Uh, would you like to come home with me and have sex? Only if we can do that pirate role play you're so fond of. Oh, I have a one-legged goat you're going to love to meet. So we go home and we're making out and I'm like, okay, I want to have sex with you. You consent. And I say, let me put the condom on you. And I show off my amazing technical skills by putting it on with my mouth. Mm -hmm. And then you immediately put your penis inside me. Mm -hmm. Incorrect use. Ooh, what, Mm. what went wrong there? So we didn't apply lube. Oh, and to... To the condom? To the condom. Yeah. Or to me. So if I'm not aroused enough and I'm not wet enough, when you go in, that condom's got a very strong likelihood of tearing. Not to mention the rubber burn. My goodness. Exactly. Like that shit's going to burn. And the other thing that we didn't do is when I'm putting it on with my mouth, I can't um, hold the tip of the condom to pinch out the vacuum seal. So there's much more likelihood of it bursting then. Can I just say, humble brag, sex worker brag, I can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it does take quite a bit of mouth dexterity to pinch the end of the condom yeah. while you're rolling it down. And you need to know that that's what you And you need you have to, to check do. and make sure because you're exactly. right. If you don't have that reservoir there, yeah. when someone comes, the cum explodes out the top of the condom like yep. some sort of like, it's not great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some sort of like piping bag of icing. I was going to say party, party <laughs> popper. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's a, a perfect example of imperfect use. Mm. And particularly I use that one because so many people have this, I, I don't know, it's like a, a religious aversion to lube. You bring up lube and they're like, oh, I'm not old. I don't need that. Or, oh, no, I'm really good with the ladies. Like they're fucking dripping That's interesting because I have never l- lubricated. And that's just my body. So I'm, yep. I'm, I, I carry my lube around with me everywhere because I slut about town yeah. too. And I had a very good lube and lots of it because if I don't, rubber burn. And I've been there. Yeah. I've had some marathon sex adventures while I was traveling where I didn't have my lube yeah. and I couldn't walk straight for a couple of days. Exactly. But for so many people, and I think a lot of it is um, people who are sex nerds, we're all over the lube. We're like, there's lube for butt stuff. There's lube for tit stuff. We can stuff, nerd out about there's lube. lube for wanking. Yeah. Exactly. Like we've got that shit covered. But for people who aren't as nerdy as us and who aren't like, oh boy, lube, let's talk about it for 20 minutes. Not to mention that you have to pull it out and then put it on. And sometimes it's awkward enough stopping someone and saying, hey, when's the condom going on? Exactly. But then also to go, hey, and also let me just fumble around in my bedside drawer for a second. And I think it is for women, it is the equivalent of erectile dysfunction where it's sort of like, I don't want to admit that I'm not wet enough for you Mm. because you'll think that I'm 
not a into failure. it. Yeah, you'll think that I'm a shit woman, that I'm a shit lay, that I'm not into you, that all sorts so of baggage. Many things. Exactly. So as women, I think there's an aversion to using it because we see it as a biological shortfall. And for men, they see it as, oh, I didn't get her wet enough, therefore she's not that into me or I'm not that hot or whatever. And they don't want to consider that possibility. Actually, everyone's different. Exactly. I don't, I don't produce a lot of lube naturally. Some yep. people do. Yep. And it is so personal and it also depends on like diet and what you've been eating, what you've been drinking. All sorts of things can affect lubrication, including where you're at in your cycle. Um, So it has nothing to do with, um, you know, it has something to do with sexual function in the sense that personal lubrication is a sexual function, but it doesn't mean that you're sexually dysfunctional if you don't produce it naturally. You don't lube up. Exactly. And in fact, even if you do, if you're planning on having some sort of marathon sexy session, maybe it's worth adding a bit of extra lube there anyway, right? Like, I mean, they change tires on a race course. Like, you know, it's okay to like add a bit of a top up there to make you last the distance. Would this be a good a good time to mention that certain um, types of lube will make your condom explode suddenly in the yes. middle of sex. Oh, such a good point. This is the other problem is that, yeah, like there are so many lubes that aren't safe with condoms and they're actually the ones that get used the most. So any oil-based lube uh-huh. is not condom safe. Well, not latex condom safe. Yeah. Okay. So if you're using your regular standard latex condom, you can't just pour some coconut oil on that shit. Hell no. It'll make your pussy smell like coconuts, which is great, mm. but you could also get pregnant um, or an STI. Um, and even certain lubricants are actually oil-based. So a lot of the ones that you buy off the shelf in the supermarket are oil-based. Really? Yeah. No which way. Which surprising as hell. You're kind of like, hey, guys, why would you do that why and do sell that? them next to each That's other? That's not helpful. So yeah. if you pull something off the shelf at the chemist or at the supermarket, you want to look and you want to look for water-based yeah. lube. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. So water-based or silicon-based. Silicon is awesome, by the way. Silicon? I just have to say. Oh, my that God. That's my go-to. Right? Yes. It's like, it goes forever. Yeah. It's like fucking satin sheets. Don't like, spill it on the floor, is no, all I can say, because no, you'll no, be no. slipping on that spot for the next fucking six months. Yup. But damn, it feels nice. Oh, my God. Um, and... The only thing is don't use silicon lube with sex toys uh, because it actually can ruin a lot of them. My rule is water for wanking, silicon for sex. Right. So you're water-based for wanking with toys Uh and then silicon for sex of any kind. And that's the thing is like, you know, A, there's lubes that don't work with condoms. But the other thing that people use that is also not helpful is spit. It's not a lubricant. It actually dries out. It's full of bacteria. And if you've been drinking and you go down on someone who has a <gasps> vagina, you give them thrush. I did not think about that, right? right? And it's it's one this of those is things. the sugar in the alcohol. Yeah, the sugar so in the alcohol. shouldn't go near anyone's pussy. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it also works if you've just had chocolate cake, but like not as much because alcohol kind of stays in your bloodstream. Um, but yeah, so if you've been uh, drinking, um, and I've done this a couple of times and I always felt a bit daggy and awkward about it, but um, I would sort of say, hey, I'm, I'm going to go do something really unsexy. We've had a few drinks. I'm just going to go rinse my mouth out so I don't give you thrush because I really want to eat you out right now. Um, which that is sounds a, pretty hot. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of like, it's a great way of establishing consent because I'm like, I'm going to eat you out. Any objections? No, cool. All right. Hey, let's, let's go get rinse away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I've had um, a lot of my partners go, holy shit, thanks so much for like actually thinking of that because no one wants thrush. It had never occurred to me actually, but of course yeah. no one wants thrush. No. I would have definitely appreciated that coming from a partner. Yeah. But I just, because normally, we, you know, it's the, the drinking culture followed exactly. by the hookup culture. Like we're just going to have a few drinks yeah. and then shag. And uh, so many people, yeah, and so many people aren't using dental dams anyway. So it's sort of like, yeah, it's a actually really common 
common thing. And it's why a lot of people think that they get thrush from sex because they're like, oh, every time I have sex, I get thrush. But you're like, what's going on? What's going on? Had you been drinking? Had they been drinking? Was there like eating out of any kind? Because that'll do it too. It's interesting what you say about dental dams because I reckon, uh, so uh, like just to keep everyone informed, a dental dam is like this really thin sheet of plastic that you can put over a pussy or over an ass, actually, mm. if you're into ass eating. Yep. And basically, it's a bit like a condom. It's a, it's a barrier between you and their junk so that yep. you don't pick up any stuff. But having said that, almost nobody I know in real life outside of yeah. sex work, I use dental dams as a sex worker in my norm, in my work life. Almost nobody I've met uses it in their personal lives. And yep. to the point where sometimes when I bring up dental dams, like, hey, do you want me to use a dam for that? Mm. Um, and then she'll say, what, what, what are you talking what, about? What is that? Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's fascinating because dental dams are actually, if you compare sensation and pleasure, like between condoms versus dental dams, it's way easier to um, simulate pleasure through a dental dam than it is through a condom. It's very thin, actually. Yeah. And it's looser, too. Yeah. So you can sort of, it, there's a mm. bit of a, I found there's a little bit of a trick to holding them down and not inhaling them and then to, <laughs> to still being able to find all the bits and find the yep. clit under under it. But it's not that hard. It just takes a bit of extra practice. And I find um, my favorite trick is, um, and this is one that I learned um, working in brothels as well, is that you apply a generous amount of lube on the underside, um, so yep. on their genitals, yep. before placing the dental dam over. So when you're putting pressure on it, they can feel you moving the lube around, which is very close to your tongue. And it helps it stick there too. Exactly. Can I share something that was a little bit personal? And I don't know what you're going to think about this. It's really weird. I've got this weird hang probably up. turn me on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there just putting no that goats. out there. There yeah. are no goats involved oh, in this God scenario. Oh, damn it. <laughs> so I have no problem now because I've, I've been, uh, you know, smutting around for a long time. Um, and I've been a sex worker for like seven or eight years. And I have no problem when I meet a new guy partner saying... Um, hey, I'm just going to chuck a condom on you before I go down on you. Now, I have different standards for that. So with um, regular partners, I'll use condoms for PIV and then I'll go down on them without a condom. After we, you know, usually we have a bit of a talk, talk about the last time they got tested. So that's, that's a risk I'm willing to take. Mm. With new people, when I've just met someone, usually the condom goes on for oral. Um, or if it's an environment like a sex club or a sex party where um, I have literally just met them and I don't know them very well, the condom goes on for oral. And I have no problem with that. I have no problem saying, um, right, yep, you've got to, you have to raincoat yeah. up. Uh, but for some reason, I feel really bad asking a chick if I can use a dental dam. And I think it's something about like, we're always told that our pussies are gross yeah. and that the way our, the way um, pussies taste and smell yeah. isn't, is gross and it's not it's not gross no. but then whenever I, I go to put a piece of plastic over the top I feel like I'm like saying to that person or oh, you know I don't even want to come in contact with your yeah. with your pussy because it's it's gross and that's not what I mean I'm just trying to do good safer sex exactly but, um but I feel I feel bad asking I feel like they're going to think I'm judging them yeah there is that really um I think internalized shame that a lot of vulva owners have where it's sort of like I feel like I I'm dirty, I feel like I'm unclean, I feel like I smell. And so when we take that into a situation with another person, we're kind of like, oh God, I bet you feel all those same things as well and that yeah. I'm compounding them. And it's interesting, I think for some people it can feel that way. Like I've, I don't really take it personally, but equally I have hangups about people um, not wanting to touch my sex toys. 
Hell like yeah. that's my thing where I'm like, oh, it's shamey. yeah, I'm like, oh, is it because it's unclean and you think I'm unclean and like all of that baggage that comes with it? Yeah, because um, you know we we know how to wash our sex toys. Exactly, right? we and know that we like have to wash item. our sex toys. Exactly. Mm. Um, but yeah, it is. It's interesting. Like it's it is that kind of thing where you're like, I don't want to make my partner feel bad about themselves. Yeah. But equally, I I would feel worse if I gave them an STI or thrush or they gave me one. Yeah, totally. Um, it's. It's almost like I want to do the right thing, but I just yeah. I don't want to hurt people's feelings. And when those are two different things, when yeah. wanting not to hurt people's feelings or make them uncomfortable or practicing safe sex, when those things are not the same thing, like, yeah. fuck, what do you do? Yeah, exactly. Um, and look, confession time, I have issues asking um, penis owners if I can... Um, give them head with a condom on. Like, I don't know how to bring it up. I don't a lot of know. guys aren't used to that. Yeah, and I'm yeah. terrified of them going, oh, why? Like, I'm terrified that they will push back or they won't understand and I'll have to do the labour of educating them. And right in I'll the middle them... of things. Exactly. Like, you Kills know, the mood. nothing gives a bigger boner than learning about STIs and safe sex in the <laughs> middle of it. But this is the thing I think about safer sex. Yeah, you might think it's a bit awkward putting a condom on or stopping to to get some lube out, but fuck, it's heaps more awkward when you have to stop someone, when someone goes, oh, no, I don't want to do that, and then you have to stop the whole thing yeah. and explain to them why safe, safer sex is important. Yeah, Cause, so geez, true. that's a turn-off. It's much better if they just go, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll do whatever safer sex stuff makes you feel safe, Yeah, and then you just get on with it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't it's want to, so true. I don't want to have to convince someone to wear a condom if they don't God, no. want to do it. I, it really kills the mood. It's really unsexy. Yeah. This is something that my friend Ali from Bad Dates of Melbourne talks about, and she calls it the poke around. And this is something that um, that her followers have told her about. That with um, with hetero folk, like you'll be rolling around getting a bit sexy with someone new, and then then the cock starts poking around someone's <laughs> junk a bit, and you're both thinking, oh, you know, are we about to have unprotected yeah, sex? Like, is it going to happen? But no one says anything, mm. and then everyone's waiting to see what if someone else will say, hey, should we get a condom? And then if no one does, then then the unsafe sex happens. Yeah. And it is like, you know, even with the best of intentions, like people going, oh, you know, we won't have sex. I'll just like put my penis, you know, near your vulva or near your butt or whatever. Just the tip. Just the tip uh, is enough to transmit an STI. It's enough to cause a pregnancy like that. I always used to refer to it as, you know, just fooling around in the front yard. But turns out a lot can go wrong in the front yard. You're, you're, uh, you're practically through the front door. Yeah, right? pretty much. Imperfect use means not using the condom from the start. Like if at any point hands touch a penis, uh, mouth touches a penis, penis touches vulva or anus or anything like that, that is enough to be imperfect use or typical use. And typical use has a much lower percentage of um, protection. So perfect use means putting a condom on the penis before anything happens. It means applying lube both inside the condom and outside of it. And applying it inside obviously increases pleasure as well. So that's kind of in everyone's best interest. But when you apply it inside, you <laughs> you do just the tip, don't you? I know yeah. we were saying just the tip jokingly, but you do but just lube the tip. Because if you lube the whole cock, it then it can slides off. slip off. Yeah. 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 So just the tip. Um, <laughs> there, there is a time when just the tip is appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> um, and making sure that there's enough lubricant on um, whoever's receiving the raincoated penis in question um, is, which will help to prevent tearing, and obviously ensuring that that like little vacuum bubble at the top is pinched so that there's not going to be a massive explosion semen of semen explosion. Yeah. <laughs> there's semen everywhere. Sounds sexy, but it's not. It's when you, not when you don't want to get. 
I kind of feel like I want to talk about hands as well because you mentioned mm. that a minute ago and I think this is stuff we don't think about too, um, that when you touch someone's junk and then touch your own junk, you can transfer a lot of yeah. stuff. Um, and this is something that becomes really problematic. It was sure, for two-person sex, it's problematic. If you're having a threesome, oh. it becomes really tricky. Yeah. And I've discovered this because I'm like a fucking threesome enthusiast, I'm a threesome addict. Um, but what happens is if there's three of you, you're messing around with one person with your hands, yeah. and then you go to mess with the next person, and then you're like, oh, oh hang on, my, my hands are covered in their you know, yeah. stuff, whatever it happens to be. Um, and yeah, it is an issue because there's so yeah. much stuff that you can transfer from one person to the other. And like maybe yeah. when there's two of you, you're not both just playing with your junk, but you certainly are when there's three of you yeah. using your hands a lot. Absolutely. Um, and when I see couples at work, um, I see a lot of couples as an escort and part of my job is often explaining to them yeah. that they need to be really careful which hand they use to touch which person. Yeah. So I call it the two-hand trick. Like your right hand's for your wife, your left hands. hand's for your sex worker, nice. that sort of thing. I like that. And look, while we're on the topic of threesomes, this brings up one of my favourite threesome uh, tricks is it's really difficult if you're having um, a, a two vulva, one penis threesome where the person with the penis obviously has to take off the condom and put on another one every time they go from one partner to another. And so what can be really awesome is the internal condom or it's colloquially known as a femidom or Insertive. female condom. Exactly. Yes. These are... Amazing and incredible, and they make threesomes so much more fun. Tell me what they look like. Paint me a picture because okay. I know that for a lot of people, a condom is thingy roll down over a dude's yep. dick. I'd really like to. It's hard to picture what yep. an insertive condom looks so like. So an internal condom is, or an insertive condom is, kind of imagine if the if the external condom grips to the outside of a penis the internal condom grips to the inside of a, vag a vagina. Like it sort of wraps and coats the inside of the vagina um, and then sort of has these little tufts that stick out and cover the labia. It is, <laughs> in terms of sensation, it is amazing. It's actually pretty good and also yeah. really good for guys that might have smaller dicks yep. um, because sometimes condoms won't stay on. Yep. Um, or if you're like, if, you, if you're not getting super hard yep. um, because you don't have to worry, you can still um, have sex without being super hard. Whereas exactly. a condom sometimes won't stay on a dick that's not super hard. Yeah. One, one thing I particularly love, I was reading someone's story on Facebook, um, just the way people talk about this stuff. Like, yeah, you know, I took this guy home and we just met and then it was like, oh, and then, you know, unsafe sex sort of happened. And, and I'm like, what do you mean it just happened? <laughs> sort of happened. Describe, like... describe the process Yeah, I'm not getting it. <laughs> I shocked someone the other day because I'm like just brutally honest. Yes. And I was out on a date with this person, first date. Oh, and we'd had cocktails. It was very oh, fancy. We'd so negotiated decadent. that I was going to take him home. Oh. We're walking down the street, like arm in arm. It's oh. great. And I said, hey, just got to tell you something. About six years ago, I um, I picked up the virus that causes cold sores. And it's still in my system. And, you know, it's probably not a big deal because I haven't really had an outbreak in years. But I just wanted to let you know. And he went, what? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, uh, okay. So he thought about that for a minute. And we're walking along slightly more awkwardly now. <laughs> and, and he said, oh, I really appreciate you being honest with me. And like, yeah, that's okay. And like, I just want to tell you that uh, some years ago I got um, HPV, which is as we've yep. established genital warts. And I don't have any either, but it's still in my system. And like, yeah, maybe you want to know about that. And I said, yeah, like, um, I'm totally cool with that. But thanks so much for telling me. Yeah. I really appreciate your honesty. And then 
I took him home and fucked his brains out. And nice! it was great. High five. Yeah. That's amazing. So I'm kind of curious. Um, we're talking about being confident in our delivery. And I sort of feel like maybe that approach works well for the actual safer sex conversation too. Like that the poke around's happening. You're like, yeah. oh, is he going to put a condom on? And I feel like this is the point where some people feel the need to really over explain and go oh look I'm really sorry I just you know you're gonna have to wear a condom I hope that's okay whereas my my sex worker self is like condoms are in the drawer and then I just (laughs) lie back and go come come back to me when you're ready when you're ready I'll I'll be waiting for you yeah which is a lot sexier than oh I'm really sorry like you have to put a condom on because yeah uh, you know trying apologizing or feeling really awkward because that awkwardness comes across it does and it's also I find it really interesting because it's that sort of, um, have you ever heard of female email? No. Okay, so female email is when uh, women write emails. We have this um, very strong method of communicating that comes across an email. And I found this quite interesting when I um, adopted the gender neutral name because I didn't want anyone to know my gender because I was like, no, no, that's for when you unwrap my pants and it's a surprise. You're like, ah, oh, boy. <laughs> um, surprise. Exactly. It's like <laughs> Christmas, but in my pants. Um, and I, in part of that, you know, conveying that ambiguity meant I had to be very aware of how I emailed because I didn't want to email wife while female. Oh, so you didn't want to email like a cheat. You wanted exactly. to email like a gender neutral person. Exactly. And that means? And that means you take out the, the words like just. It means you take out sorry. You take oh. out exclamation marks and emo- like little emojis. Smiling emotions. faces. Exactly. I'm so bad at that. Right. Taking out all that stuff that makes you look a bit sort of uh, ambiguous yeah. and, and gentler and softer yeah. and being like, this is how it is. Yeah. And the first few times I did it, I felt like an asshole. I was like, hey, Tom, can you send me that report? And I was like, I can't say that. Tom will think I'm a bitch. And then I was like, but if Steve sent that, he wouldn't think Steve was a bitch. And it would be fine. And it would be fine. So the, the safer sex equivalent of this, if you exactly. were sending the email to your sexual partner, mm-hmm. it would be like, Hey, Tom, winky face, I hope you don't mind, but, you know, it's really important to me that we wear condoms and sorry to ask, smiley face, I just really hope you're okay with that. Yep. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks. Hugs and kisses. Hugs. Yep. As Whereas opposed to... the male equivalent or even the gender neutral equivalent is, hey, Tom, can you uh, chuck a rubber on? Thanks, bud. And let's get on with it. Yeah. Because honestly, short is good when it comes to those conversations. Yeah. But the other thing I really love is that you can actually turn it into, and you know, this is something that I like to do with um, casual hookups, is I like to turn it into a, a kind of pleasant surprise where I'm like, oh my God, do you want to fuck? As though it's just occurred to me. And then part of that is I'll grab a condom. So like oh. if they go, oh, yeah, I'm like, amazing. I'll grab a condom and some lube. And then they've said yes to everything. Exactly. It's like, oh, wow, like I so want to fuck you right now. I'm going to yeah. get a condom right now so exactly. we can do that if you're down for that. Yeah. And so it gives them the opportunity to be like, oh, actually, no, I just wanted to fool around. And I can be like, oh, my God, that's awesome. But also that be a thing. wash your hands because I don't know where they've been. Right. But it also gives them, it gives me the opportunity to be like, cool, well, if we're going to fuck, I'm grabbing a condom because the two are kind of intrinsically Together. linked. It's a package deal. Yeah. You're either saying yes to the sex and the condom, condom? or you're saying no, no to the sex, sex and, and the condom. condom. Yeah. I, I got sort of stung a lot. When I was younger, I ran into a lot of younger guys who didn't want to use condoms. Mm. And I just, I wasn't very good at going, this is the package deal. And yeah. I felt, I was a bit like, oh, well, you said you don't like condoms. So if I say, no, if, I, if I'm if i not okay with that, it means I'm not going to get laid. Yeah. And I want to get laid, but I do want you to wear a condom. And Whereas once you see them as things that are joined 
PIV6, condom, condom, go together. Yeah. It is the only way. Yeah. That, that it, it's much more clearer and the decision yes, is clearer. Absolutely. And I think it's interesting because a lot of my, because I, I don't know if I mentioned earlier, but, you know, my early experiences was almost exclusively with women. And it wasn't until I was about 18 that I had my first experience with a man. Um, and then after that, because we're still together. Um, every subsequent experience with a man has been while I've been in an open relationship. Yes. And so when the conversation about condoms has come up, I've been able to fall back on the line of actually it's one of my partners and my rules. Yeah. And it's that same equivalent of like when you're at work and you're kind of like, oh, I'm really sorry, but management insists. Well, it's a bit like that whole, no, sorry, I can't date you. I have a boyfriend, which mm. isn't true in your case, yeah. but, but it's nice to have a fallback. Exactly. On the other hand, I kind of wish we could just say, yeah. I just want you to wear a condom because that's my personal preference. Yeah. And that, that should be okay. But it's I, it's hard, right? Yeah. It's hard to go, I want you to do this because, because that's Big, what makes me feel comfortable. Yeah. How does this go with the ladies, like, uh, or I should say with the vaginas, the yeah. people that have vaginas? Vagina. All the vaginas. Um, all the vaginas. It's raining All batch. different shapes and sizes. <laughs> How do you go with the dental dam conversation around that? Because I know a lot of um, a lot of vagina people that are into other vagina people um, either don't like dental dams or have never heard of them. Yeah. So when you roll that one out, how does that go? So it's interesting. I have not been the best lesbian. Um, I have on occasion gone damless uh, at times when I should not have. I think this is one of those times where we sort of go, like, this is this is it. This is us choosing our own level of risk. Yeah. Because even if you do do everything like you're supposed to do, and I'm yeah. using air quotes here, yeah. it's only safe for sex. It's not safe sex. Exactly. There's always a chance yeah. when you are you come anywhere near anyone else in a sexual way that yeah. you're going to get something. Yeah. It, you're just minimizing the risk. Exactly. So then you're choosing how much to minimize. Exactly. And if you choose to go down on someone's pussy um, without without a barrier, mm. like, you know, maybe you're choosing that risk and maybe you have the yeah. right to choose that level of risk. And to be honest, for for me, a lot of the time it was a choice where I, I have a tendency to attract um, baby gays. So women or vulva owners who have not been with um, other women or vulva owners before. And so there's this tendency for, and, and I do, like, I'm fine with that. It's not an issue for me, but I try to make our first few encounters as um, non-threatening as possible. Like, I don't want to be like, look, here's my vag. Now I'm going to wrap it in glad wrap and I'm going to make you lick it. Like, I want, like, just the low level entry. And so, you know, it'll start with just gentle touching, makeouts, like playing with boobs. Yeah, like all the fun stuff. And then, you know, gradually I'll sort of say, hey, like, do you want to try a sex toy? Do you want to try something, you know, a bit more intimate? Um, and most of the time I, you know, would not get around to introducing a dental dam because, like, they found their feet enough to go out and date other women, which is mm -hmm. great. Um, but on the few occasions where I did, I would try and introduce it as, um, and again, this is something that works for baby gays, where I'd be like, look, um, have you heard of a dental dam? No. Okay, well, here's, here's why they're cool, right? Because, like, they mean that I can do all this cool stuff um, and not put either of us at risk, which is great. And, you know, as a baby gay, you should be aware that, you know, these are important is there. Thing. Yep, exactly. Um, and then what I would introduce is um, some kind of fun twists on it. So I'd be like, look, you can like make one out of a condom. If you like just kind of rip it, you can I've heard it. you can do that, but I've never done it. I've yeah. only ever used the actual the actual. Yeah. Um, I, that was one that I learned working in the brothel when we ran out. And well, actually it's quite hard for regular people to find dental dams. Where are those yeah, fuckers? Where, right. where the fuck do you go to get them? Your dentist. 
Your what? Your dentist. Your dentist will sell you dental dams. They will give them to you. Because that's what they're originally designed for. Yeah, like, so I was getting a root canal once and my dentist was like, oh, hang on, I'm just going to put a dental dam in. And I got the giggles. <gasps> and he was like, what, what, what's going on? And I was like, did you say dental dam? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. And he was like, what, what's going on? I was like, you know what those are actually for, what right? What they're actually for. They're yeah. not for dentistry. They're not for dentistry. They're why? for cunnilingus. Yeah, they're for badge. I mean, why do you think they're called dental dam? Oh, wait. Oh, wait, <laughs> wait. That didn't occur to me. I didn't occur to me. Right. That they might have another use. So technically, they um, what they do is they ruin the dental dam by cutting a hole in the middle <gasps> of it. And then they put it over your tooth like a kind of like little shower cap. Like when you're doing surgery and you've just got that gap to do the surgery through. So when you're at the dentist, it's just your tooth poking through. But fuck, don't do that when you're going down on someone. You don't want to cut a hole in it. Just a tiny little hole for the clitoris. Just the tip. Just Just the the tip. tip. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so normally when I'm introducing it, I'm like, you can do some really cool stuff because essentially whatever you put on top of the dental dam um, is not going to touch the vulva or the vagina. So you can then throw that sugar rule right out the window. So that piece of chocolate cake you always exactly. wanted to eat of someone's pussy, mm-hmm. you can just plant it right there. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Want to justify licking six scoops of Nutella? Here's your chance. Over the top. Yeah. Definitely not on No, vagina. no. Do not put Nutella right. on anyone's bits for the love of God. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and there's, like, some really great, like, flavoured lube and stuff, which I really enjoy. You can get flavoured um, dental dams too. Yes, mine, I've mine heard flavored, that. Mine like, vanilla. Nice. What I've also found is that um, I know a lot of people think that the smell or the taste of latex is unsexy, but because I come from a kink background, nice. like, if you go to kink clubs, you'll see all these beautiful people walking yes. around in head-to-toe latex costumes. Yeah. And the smell of it like the rubber smell is really intoxicating and now when I smell latex (laughs) it's almost like a turn-on for me it's a Pavlovian response I love it so I really do quite like the smell of latex (laughs) in the morning (laughs) that's amazing at one point I um I gave myself a wank injury um, in my arm and my physio was like you've got to be careful because um if you're not careful, you'll get to the point where you'll only be able to orgasm when you feel the pain. And I was like, that's ridiculous. What are you talking about? Puffed. <laughs> kingsters, um, kingsters now are going, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yep. what you're talking about. <laughs> and it literally uh, got to the point where whenever I felt that twinge in my elbow, I would orgasm. And <gasps> you're so kidding. I very briefly. So you had tennis elbow from masturbating yeah, and I then had, you got so used to it. Yeah, that I, when I was masturbating, I had to wait until I got the twinge of pain in my elbow before I could actually come. It's almost like a sign. Yeah, you've done enough. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, that's not great. Yeah. That's not great. I literally got to the point where I was going to rename my pussy Pavlov because I was like, he only salivates when he hears oh the pain God. in my elbow actually you're not you're not far wrong with the retraining so i actually know some guys so you know how some guys go oh, you know i can't get hard when i've got a condom on yeah so i i have some male friends who um who might have struggled with that that when the condoms on it feels weird it's not what they're used yeah. to because they've come out of a relationship and what they've done is they'll put a condom on and masturbate with yes it to get used to the feel of yeah. the latex and it's just it's psychological so yeah. once you're used to the latex being there and you're used to it being sexy and you've yeah. the feeling of coming then it's easier to move to a uh, like a, a vag yes um, as opposed to trying to desperately keep your erection on and yeah. get the condom on when it feels weird because yeah. it's not what you're used to and also like i actually hadn't considered this but if I think about it, you know, 
yes, it's still associating a condom with sex where like, you know, you're having a one night stand, you're putting a condom on. Theoretically, that should be like, oh, I'm associating this with sexy times. But you still have to put in those hard yards. Well, and also like, so to speak. if you're having a one night stand, that's a very different feeling to having sex with a long term partner. Like yeah. there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot totally. of stress. There's a lot of like pressure. Yeah, exactly. So you would very much associate that latex then with, stress. oh, shit, oh, shit. Like, oh what if she God. doesn't like me? What if I'm not big enough? What if I can't get hard? What if, what if? Pavlovian response-wise, yeah. associating condoms with feeling extreme stress and pressure yeah. to perform, that's horrible. That is kryptonite for Whoa. a dick. So maybe you do need to let yourself off the hook, go watch some porn yeah. or something yeah. um, and get yourself off wearing the condom. Yeah so that you can re retrain your brain. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's also like for um, for vulva owners who have that same thing where it's like, you know, oh, I don't like the feel of it. I think that learning to masturbate with a condom on toys is actually really good safe sex practice. Uh -huh. um, a lot of toys actually retain bacteria, even if you wash them really properly. So learning to use condoms on your sex toys is pretty good self like uh, health practice anyway. My number one uh, trick for safer sex is the whole um, like sex worker knowing how to put a condom on with your mouth nice. because again pinching down so that yep. you've got that reservoir in the tip takes a bit of learning yeah. but I guarantee you like if you're when I'm about to hook up with someone and I get the condom I stick it in my mouth and then I look at them like you know what I'm about to do yeah. right? like I'm about to go down on you and simultaneously put the condom on your cock and it's going to be the coolest thing you've ever seen <laughs> No one says no to that. No. And this is a reason that sex workers use it so much because yeah. it means we're much less likely to get a no or an I don't want to yeah. wear a condom because we're literally going to go down on someone. Yeah, it's basically no. you're saying no to a blowjob. You're saying no to a blowjob, but no one does that. So no. it's a great way to sort of get that happening without uh, having to have an argument with someone, yeah. which is really nice. Not that we should. We should never have to have no. an argument, but just, you know, it makes it sexy. Like you said yeah. about the, um, oh, would you like to get laid now and I'll yeah. get a condom out. It makes it exciting. Exactly. Like you, you kind of of sort of making it a non-negotiable um, where it's sort of like yeah if you say no you're saying no to all this everything and what about what about the other end what would you like from your dick wielding partners in order to um, like smooth the way and make this stuff more comfortable I think um, you know honestly I've never had uh, a dick owning partner actually say hey I hope it's okay I'm gonna wear a condom um, and not in the sense that like they need my permission to wear one. I mean, or just signaling it was yeah, about to happen. Now I'm actually just thinking, I'm like, man, is that a consent thing? Like we always hear about a guy removing a condom, like stealthing, mm -hmm. but like, is it sexual assault if it happens the other way? Not asking in the first place is problematic and not just for guys, but yeah. for everyone. So I will now, and this, you know, overkill maybe, I don't think so. So I'll be with someone if I'm yeah. hooking up with someone or if it's someone that I've decided I want to go down on them yeah. without um, without the condom on. Yeah. I won't just go for it. I'll start to go down there and then I'll look up and go, do you want a condom on your dick before I give you a head? Yeah. And nine times out of ten they say no. But sometimes if it's a new person or if they have a partner, if mm. they're in an open relationship, they'll say, yeah, actually, that would be great. Thanks mm. for asking. And I kind of feel like it's sort of the same with sex. Like maybe you should be asking and not going for it because if someone's really shy about saying oh, actually, I'd prefer to be wearing a condom. Like, And then the whole time you're fucking them, they would just be lying there freaking out, you know? Yeah. And no, that's not sexy. I was thinking the other way around, where it's like if a guy was asking for permission to wear a condom. Oh. Yeah. That, that, that's important. Yeah, so it's like I'm, like, indifferent 
um, for example, and he says, oh, do you mind if I put a condom on? Oh, so this like, is like when people have different standards. Yeah. Whose standard is the one He's, that you follow? Yeah. And how do we work this out? Yeah. I mean, I, I would always say that the it's the person who is prioritizing safety has to have like the right of way, I guess, yeah. for so lack of a better term. Totally. So if you've got two people and they both say, yeah, we want condoms for PIV. Yep. And one of them says, I want condoms for oral. And one says, I don't want condoms for oral. It's, it's the one that the wants, one that wants condoms. the condoms. Yeah. It's, the, it's the highest standard. Yeah. yeah. But I was, I just find it interesting because I'm like, I don't, you don't really hear about you know, women are never talking about, oh, I brought this guy home. He was super hot and we're about to hook up. And he was like, oh, baby, I'm going to put a condom on. And I was like, what? Why? Like, you don't hear women go, yeah. And he insisted on safe sex and just insisted on making sure that he put it on properly and like, you know, really made it like you never hear that. And why? Like, I'm curious. Why does that happen? Why is it because like women are culturally trained that it's our responsibility if some shit goes wrong. Yeah. Is that what it's about? Well, I think it's interesting because it, it does sort of follow the same logic as pregnancy where it's like, you know, two people have sex, but the one who gets the abortion is the one that's going to cop the blame. Yeah. Like you never, you know, if a woman, you see all these um, laws coming into place in America now where they're proposing the death penalty for people who procure an abortion. Oh, that's but, just fucking horrific. Right. But you're like, oh, so what about the father? Like Where's the responsibility. He, yeah, like does he get the death penalty? Does he get locked up? Like what the fuck happens to him? Right. And it's just, I think it's that idea that like it's whoever has to deal with the consequences. They're the ones that are at fault. But yeah. of course, when it comes to STIs, it's not just the chick that might get an STI. No, it could be the guy as well. Absolutely. But maybe we sort of still feel there's a cultural thing that it's the chick's yeah. job to go, no, wait, let's be responsible. Exactly. Like it's 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 the guy's job to rampage in and go, I'm, yeah. I'm a testosterone fueled freight yeah. train, runaway freight train. I can't be held accountable for my actions. It's great. And, yeah. the, and it's the chick's job to go, oh, no, no, oh, no, let's, no. And, hold, and hold them back. And that's a shitty stereotype because firstly, some women are raging hornbags. Oh, that's God, awesome. yeah. Like there's nothing wrong with being a, like a An unstoppable sexy sex beast. Unstoppable sex beast, right? But also that all genders are capable of being responsible. Oh, yeah. And should do. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, guys are just as capable of going, oh, hang on a second. Um, let's just check out the safer sex situation. Yeah. And they, or they should be. Yeah. But I feel like maybe because women are told that if something goes wrong, it's our fault. Yeah. Um, and I think it's that, to answer your question, that's what I want from my penis owning partners. I want more active engagement with safe sex. I want them to be like, hey, I'm going to wear a condom just as a heads up. It's such a turn on. Even it is. I even get excited when I hook up with someone and I take them back to my place and they have condoms in their pocket because most most guys don't, no. in my experience. And they just expect you to produce yeah. it. And if you don't, then it means you're having unsafe sex. Yeah. But I have been home with a couple of people where we were getting sexy and they literally said, oh, I've just got some condoms in my pants. Let me just pick them up off the oh, floor. And at that sploosh. point, yes, at that point, I'm like, okay, so whatever we were just doing, yeah. I don't care because I just want you to ravage me now. Yeah. Like, yeah. this Please is the best thing. fuck me six ways from Sunday. It's, it's the Boy Scout thing. Like, a, yes. man, that, a man that's prepared yes. is so fucking sexy. Oh, my God. A man who, like, takes the pressure off me to do all the shit that well, I have sexy to do too. is hot as fuck. Yeah, it's great. It's really nice to have someone else saying, I'm taking responsibility yeah. for the situation as much as you are. Yeah. And I'm going to put as much effort in. Exactly. And that's, that's sexy whether it's about mutual oral or whether yeah. it's about who puts the condom on. It's yeah. really cool. Like, it was interesting. I had a um, a great hookup recently, um, but with someone who was a bit younger than me. 
and I was kind of like, oh, do you want to like, you know, go and grab an Airbnb and just fuck ourselves stupid? Um, and he was like, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Um, and he was like, oh, um, do you mind if we don't use condoms? And I was like, oh, look, I, I'm in a relationship. It's one of our rules. So condoms are important. Um, and he was like, oh, well, you'll need to grab some then because I don't carry them. Oh. And I kind of went... Not sexy. No. And I get that that's, that was his situation, but it was sort of like, right, so, okay. But if it were me and I were the good boy scout, mm. I'd be like, okay, I'm not really into condoms. And if I find partners that aren't into it, then that's great. But yeah. I'm just going to carry some in my backpack just in case. Just in case. It's like, you know, if you're yeah. a good if you're a good uh, boy scout, yeah. like maybe you're going to need the stuff, maybe you're yeah. not, and either you want to be prepared. You exactly. want to be the MacGyver of sex. Yes. You don't want to turn, be like the person that turns up to a party without a bottle of wine and then looks exactly. embarrassed. And again, not to shame people for their no. choices, but personally, um, I prefer my partners to be really upfront about any stuff they have, to yeah. tell me, like to be upfront about how often they get checked and to know that they're being reasonably safe with other partners. And yeah. if they're not, I'm a bit like, oh, are you a good choice for me? Is there any takeaway that you'd like to leave people with or just around safer sex? I think we've talked about some really awesome stuff. Is there is there any parting message that you would have for anyone that might encounter you out at your seven-woman sex party <laughs> or who might, who might run into you out and you might start flirting? What do you yeah. need them to know? Um, look, I think... I think it's everyone's responsibility to, as much as possible, educate themselves. So if you are a person who owns genitals and plans on using them in any way, it's kind of like, it's like buying any appliance. You kind of need to read the warranty. The user manual. You need to read the user manual. It just takes a bit more digging to find the info you need, right? Any good places that you recommend? um, Well, look, I've got a breakdown on how to have more pleasurable, safer sex on smartbuttons.com and also a guide to different STIs and different contraception methods. Fantastic. Um, There's also Ojoy Sex Toy, which is a great website that does reviews of different condoms, different... um, Lubes. Yep, different lubes, different internal condoms. Um, but also just a general Google around on, you know, what am I at risk of? Like understanding if I am a, you know, if I have a penis and I have sex with other penis owners, what am I most likely to be at risk of? What can I do to if ensure I, my safety? If I go down on, yeah. on vagina people, yeah. uh, I don't even know if that's a technical term. Yeah. <laughs> what are the things I need to worry about? Yeah. And some doctors are really good at talking about this stuff and some are not. Really? So yes. if yeah. you have a great doctor, ask them. If you don't, don't yeah. be afraid to keep looking. Yeah, don't be afraid of Google. Don't be afraid of doing your own research and look at it as it's your body and it's always your choice, but it's also your responsibility. And you need to ensure that what you're doing with it is safe for yourself and also anyone that you come into contact with. Yeah, those are really good words of wisdom. Thank you. This has been a really great chat. I really appreciate you coming in. It's been my pleasure, 100%. And we did sort of just talk about this, but where can people find you? Oh, so um, I can be found on smartbuttons.com where I run the website and you can also find if you are so interested, um, some of my movie reviews on popculturey.com. Fantastic. I will look those up. I've seen the blog, but I haven't seen the movie reviews. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's it for today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I hope it's been as good for you as it's been for us. As with all my encounters, I love hearing feedback. You can find me online at artofthehookup.com And that's also the place to go to learn more about my book project. Please share this podcast with anyone that you think would benefit from hearing this stuff. 
spread the word as well as the love, and let's make the world of hookups a better place.